Welcome to the newest episode of We Are the News Now with Dan Hennon, your host. Today's January 17th, 2022. Our show will be about current events. Keep in mind, this is a faith-based program, and as always, we'll start out with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Yeshua Almighty, the Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach millions. Thank you for giving us our audience, Lord. Please give them the ears to hear this message. Please be with each and every one of them where they are while they tune into our shows. Bless each and every one of them. Ultimately, may thy will be done in Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name, Amen. Well, lots of updates, lots of current events here to cover on the show today. First thing, the ironic deal is the uh, AOC tests positive for COVID. This was January 9th. She's been vaccinated and has a booster and has been talking about how good everything is with the vaccination. She tests positive. AOC. There are many jokes about her and the ivermectin and the horse, <laughs> um, the horse pills. Um, interesting. The Golden Globes event this this year. No TV, no streaming. Was a completely private event. I think back to the Ricky Gervais comments about Tom Hanks a couple of years ago and. I think they have found that it's in their best interest to not make this um, available to the public. Uh, very interesting. A lot of ugly truths were um, exposed that night. So maybe they may do this going forward. Who knows? California Governor Gavin Newsom wants to be the first state for California, first state to provide health care to all illegal immigrants. Once again, why on earth is he focusing on illegal immigrants and providing health care when we're in such other turmoil going on here? So many things going on. We still haven't resolved the election fraud. And Gavin Newsom is worrying about providing health care to illegal immigrants in the state of California should be the last thing on his mind. As you notice, he's also looking at the voter rights and things also. This also relates to illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants should not have health care and or voting rights at all. But this is all we hear spewing out of the mouth. So California's in a tough place right now. 
Lots going on. Bob Saget, the comedian, died this week in Orlando. Not sure how it relates to anything or if it does at all, but, you know, he was active in Full House. There was that photo of him with the kids and behind that stuffed giant panda. He was good friends with Tom Hanks. Saget was on the Epstein flight logs. Um, Apparently he was healthy. He was doing concerts. He was in Orlando for, uh, he's on a comedy tour. So that's just food for thought. Not sure the connection. I did find it odd, and that's one of the first first things I thought about when I heard that he died that day in that, um, they found him in that hotel. He played a clean-cut comedian on TV, but um, behind closed doors, he was a very funny man, very inappropriate. Many people said uh, he had some very disgusting humor, but, but very funny. They put all that, the totality of that, uh, I'm not sure what his background was or how he's connected to any of this. A medical doctor this week does a TV interview to say the COVID vaccines will not, I repeat, not prevent the transmission of the virus, but it may reduce it, but it will not prevent it. Now, what we're seeing here is reshaping of the message. Doctors at first were going on interviews saying, this is the vaccine. Everyone should get the vaccine because you cannot get COVID once you get the vaccine. Then we saw that they weren't helping too much, and now booster shots were required. Now they're basically coming out and reshaping it by saying, no, we never said it it will prevent the transmission. We just said it's going to be effective in reducing it. Well, that's certainly not the case we heard two years ago. They said back then the the vaccine was the be-all, end-all. Everything will be fixed if you get the vaccine. So watch how they're changing the narrative. Watch how they're reshaping the message given by doctors and those experts in authority by saying, you know what, that we never said that. But they did. They did. This was not supposed to be a recurring thing, that you're supposed to be requiring annual booster shots, semi-annual booster shots, multiple doses of the vaccine. In fact, so much so that they're redefining the word vaccine. They've actually already gone and done that, redefined the word vaccine. Vaccine in its entirety is something that you take to prevent you from ever getting something. That's what a vaccine is. It's not just a a helpful thing. It's a vaccine because you have the confidence knowing that you will not get something. When they released this, they said we can release this aid or this FDA test because it's an emergency use, we'll release it as a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. It's only intended to be used in emergency cases only, but it never was a vaccine. Never ever was the word vaccine. A Washington state, what was presented in Washington state this last week was a new bill that could use involuntary detainment of the now of the never vaccinated of the not vaccinated by health officials with the assistance of law enforcement basically this bill is saying it's not passed yet but it's just saying 
If it doesn't get passed, law enforcement could be used as an assistant. With the assistance of law enforcement and health officials to involuntarily detain those not vaccinated. And this is worse than um, you know, quarantine camps, COVID camps, things like this we saw back in the 1930s. But they're, they're trying to get something to do involuntary detainment. Key word there is involuntary, meaning they'll lock you up and put you away in some sort of a jail or prison or a camp if you decide or elect not to get vaccinated. This also comes straight from 1984, the movie, uh, the book by George Orwell. New York State Hospitals now had to admit that nearly half of the COVID patients were admitted for other reasons other than COVID because of pressure from the new governor. This new governor is very interesting, starting to, I believe, really trying to help push the truth there in New York State. And we had all these nursing home deaths that Cuomo was pushing. Cuomo got out. We have a new governor there. And they said, you've got to start telling the truth. The New York hospitals now are saying, you know what? That yes, nearly half of our COVID inpatients in hospitals were there for something other than COVID. The the patients may have gotten COVID, may have had COVID, but it wasn't the reason that they were there. They were using this to inflate the numbers, to create the fear and to create the panic. That is what the mainstream media was using to push all these huge, huge numbers. They were overwhelmed, couldn't catch up, couldn't keep up with the demand. Well, now they're saying, no, they were in there for other things. But after the tests were complete, a lot of them did have COVID. Well, I don't think anyone cares about those numbers. They want to know why they're in the hospital. Remember the unsuccessful coup attempt in Kazakhstan? They had the unsuccessful coup. Well, after that result that didn't really work, there's been a a bunch of security official deaths of security officials. Most of them are coming through in reports of various suicides of security officials. Now, when you start seeing and hearing all these suicides, your antenna gets raised because how can that be? Well, more than likely... Your um, gut feeling is correct. These are not suicides. One in particular, just this past week, a man fell out of his window of his apartment building, died after falling out of the window in his apartment building. The others are considered suicides. These people in Kazakhstan, these security officials are dying in droves, just droves, we're not hearing about it here in the mainstream media, but that's kind of a cause of concern, cause of alarm. When all this happened, the government coup that took place that was failed, everyone's now being killed off. Interested, and in, uh, I would keep keep watch for those stories like that because that's a very interesting take. The Project Veritas chief of staff this week was suspended on Twitter. Now, that's James O'Keefe's 
project Veritas that's been dealing with the headlines and the New York Times and all these court battles uh, for about the last six years. It really took a upturn when that diary, that Biden diary came out. And it turned out to all be true about Natalie. Well, now their chief of staff also got suspended on Twitter. They came out with some big news also, and they're just being shut down on all fronts on social media, Uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, you name it. They're not able to get the word out. Now, what they're doing is providing whistleblower authentic testimony. These are from whistleblowers. They've been coming forward since the election fraud, since the COVID, hospitals, nurses, things like that. From COVID, people are shutting them out for telling the truth. I was on Twitter the other day just looking at some of the uh, responses there, and it's amazing to see the sheeple out there and the comments that the sheeple make, the people that are not awake, and the people that believe mainstream media. Many people are saying, who cares about Project Veritas? Nothing they say where it's true anyways. Who cares about Project Veritas? Have they ever been legit? Well, you can obviously tell who's following along and who's not, because before every episode of Project Veritas, in the interview from Project Veritas, they say we are not in this for uh, uh, fame, money, prestige. They're doing this to get the truth out. And then the whistleblower that gives the interview says right off the bat, I have not been coerced into doing or saying anything. This is me coming out by my own volition to get the information out there. These are true whistleblowers with true facts. Right now, Project Veritas is probably the only news outlet that's correct and truth-telling. We can only hope that one day James O'Keefe and his staff can win the Nobel Peace Prize for the efforts they're doing. There's not many journalists, true journalists, left on this planet. Luckily enough, they're one of the very good ones. But yes, everything they do, they're getting come after. The target is on their back. Usually means that you're above the target. The Pope goes after child rapists once in a while, but he denounces the unvaccinated, hates them. If you listen to anything in the last year, the last 12 months coming out of the Pope Francis, his hatred to the unvaccinated. It's hard to find any kind of speech or announcement or sermon or anything from the Pope that goes after child rapists, pedophiles, child pedophilia, sex abuse, human trafficking, sex trafficking, any topic. But boy, the Pope, remember now, the Pope is one of them. The Pope, the current Pope I'm talking about, may or may not have been um, equally as, as bad as the prior ones, but this current one is a deep state guy with a deep state background. You can easily look him up, find out his real name and his background and his background uh connections. And you know that that's why he's going along walking lockstep with the narrative of the deep state, going after the unvaccinated. All of this part of the event 201. If a pandemic occurred, 
How do you get the word out? You get it out from scientific data, doctors, and when that doesn't work, you go to Hollywood actors, movie stars, you go to the church, you go to the clergy, you go to the Pope, and let them deliver the message. It's exactly what's happening here in the last two years with the Pope. He's been the water boy carrying the water for the deep state by trying to get the fear, the fear for the Catholic Church into those that are unvaccinated. That is not true. That is not fact. Now, Mike Lindell. How about this? The work he's been doing the last couple of years, showing proof, evidence, not hearsay, not allegations about the election fraud. Just today, the banks and his his activity, his banking, where his contributions come in, has been shut down. Now, Mike Lindell is not making any personal money on this. He's not becoming wealthy on this, but he does have donations that are coming in to help pay for legal, lawyer fees, and lawsuits. Now, they have shut him down. He was on social media today talking all about that. Do a search on Mike Lindell, L-I-N-D-E-L-L. They're going after him. He's the one they're going after right now. It seems like him and Lynn Wood, Mike Lindell, Sidney Powell's another one we haven't heard from lately, Donald Trump Jr., Mike Flynn. There's some good guys out there. Those are the ones we need to support and make sure their message is getting out. One thing I'll be following on the next report next week. What's the latest on the Durham report? Durham. I haven't heard much on the Durham report. Remember all those pages and documents all coming to light here. And we keep getting promised every two weeks we'll be getting new information. Um, something should be happening with the Durham report. That didn't go away. That wasn't fake. That wasn't just a hoax. The Durham report is real. We just don't get any information on when it's coming to a close, when it's wrapping up, how it'll be announced, and who's behind. Who are the bad guys? Who are the bad guys going to jail is the is the uh, the common, you know, what, where's the first arrest? Where's the first indictment? Who are all these people getting locked up? Which ties it back to those federally sealed indictments. They're still out there. Over 200,000 federally sealed indictments across the U.S. Remember the average in any given year is 1,100 across the entire U.S. Average in a year is 1,100 indictments that are federally sealed. Very rare for them to be federally sealed unless there was child sex things going on, uh, such as the nature like that, where they would be sealed. Uh, possible flight risk, things like that. But there's 200,000. 200,000. Hopefully we'll be getting more on that. Hopefully this next week we'll find out more on the Ghislaine Maxwell retrial if that comes in. It looks like they're going to push very heavy for a retrial in that case because they're going to use the case where she was found guilty on five of six counts as a mistrial. They're going to push for that. 
They're going to push for the mistrial. That's all I've got for today's show. Remember to check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. All one word. And if you feel so led to do so, please click the links in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content. Go to eternalaffairsmedia.com and bookmark the site as well as sign up for the email newsletter in case they ever take our social media pages down. Also, a big thank you to our patrons. Donors this month, Rudy, Linda, Marcy, Dan, Alicia. Thanks for your donations. Much appreciated. Once again, my name is Dan Hennon. Today is January 17th, 2022. Thanks for listening. That's why I stand for the flag. And I kneel at the cross For the friends I have loved and lost And ask you to be God we trust And the freedom I fought for is granted us I hope it's not too late To save America